Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. This is season three, where we are looking ahead to 2022-23. That is a mouthful, isn't it, JB? Yeah, I can't believe it's season three. When you said that, I'm like, wow, he's been doing this for three seasons. Well, coming into our third season. Um, exciting, really. I'm, I'm glad we're still going. Um, yeah, I, me too. I, I, I didn't know if we'd be, we'd be this is far into it, really, to be honest, when we sort of set out on our journey all the way back in lockdown 2020. But here we are. I know, I know. For those of us who haven't been here since that that dark, dark start um, in the lockdown, um, what we do here is we talk about West Bromwich Albion and Wolves. Um, JB is our resident Wolves fan and I am our resident West Bromwich Albion fan. Um, and basically we shoot the breeze, um, give a little bit of honest counsel um, and perhaps biased input one way or another on the two teams. <laughs> Naturally. And yep, you can find us at BCR Pod on Twitter. Don't be shy, give us a follow. Um, feel free to let us know your opinions. Um, but other than that, sit back and enjoy the next 45 minutes to an hour of inane rambling. Uh, JB, yeah. it's customary that we start every episode. So why not start the new season this way? It's customary that we start every episode with a trivia question. And it's on you, JB, um, to propose this week's question. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, we haven't we haven't done the pod. What now? It's, it's been a couple of months, really, now, hasn't it? Um, yeah, we we, last, sort of, we fell over the line, didn't we? A little bit like up, yeah. So I, I know the aim this year is to sort of be a lot more sort of um, consistent in our approach and and, and what have you. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the pod. But yeah, I'm going to go with. Um, I, I was in caught in two minds really as to whether to sort of go, go down the line of sort of you know typical prem champ sort of uh, quiz or. I, th- I was thinking it's the start of the football season in a couple, well, in a couple of days and it's the year of the World Cup. Um, we have the World Cup in December, quite unusual. I think we'll have lots to say about that as the season goes on because I think that's going to be a re- sort of really weird sort of angle for World Cup to come in um, in sort of November, yeah. December time. So I'm going to go World Cup theme for, for, for my trivia question. I've actually got two for you. So the first one is three people have won the World Cup as a player and a coach, okay? I'll name two of them. Can you name the third? Hang on. Zidane did it and um, Didier Uh, Deschamps did it as well. Oh, no, hang on. Deschamps did it as a player. Sorry, I was thinking champion. Yeah, yeah. So you've you've done that, yeah. I mean, I was going to give you two out of the three and say, can you name the third? But you've got one out of the three. Okay, so... The the second one is really tough. I'd I'd be... the one. All right, you know, go on, give me that one then. Yeah, he's Mario Zagallo. Wouldn't have got that. Okay. So there's a third one who is a pretty famous, well-known, known as one of the world's best, long before your time, I hasten to add, um, and my time as well, really, to be fair. Okay. Very, very well-known and did it, and known as one of the world's best in his position um, and did it as a player and a coach. So there's got, it's got to be a team of one, one, the World Cup, over a 20 or 30 year period. So one that would apply to Germany, Italy, Brazil, Argentina, everybody else sort of hasn't won it. Yeah. Either more than once. You're along, you're along, you're along the right lines. Yeah. Um, oh, is there an Italian? Um when did Italy last win the World Cup? 2006. Who was the Italy manager in 2006? God, I have no idea. Put me out of my misery and tell me, is that the right person? Am I? 
Is it the Italy 2006 match? No. Okay, I won't go down no, that route no. then. Um, when did Germany last? So that was 2014 and they were under um, Joachim Love. No, wasn't him. Klinsmann won it as a player, but didn't win it as a manager because he managed USA, not Germany. Um, yeah. You there? You there? You 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 with the right country? There okay. we are. So I'll let you, I'd, I'd like to go around all the countries and yeah. Um, so you got the right country. Did Beckenbauer manage? Yeah, you've got it, mate. Is, is it Beckenbauer? Yeah. yeah I, you've got I was going to say, I wasn't sure if he managed Germany. So when was yeah. he the manager when they won it? Do you know what? I haven't actually got that to hand. It, 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 was, yeah. it was a trivia question that was dropped in one of my, one of my football group chats. Um, I thought, oh, that, 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 that's quite a good one, that is, actually. So I haven't actually got the exact sort of date of when he won it for, as, as a player and a manager. Um, yeah. To hand sort of thing. So. Uh, nine, 19... 90 maybe i'm just oh, yeah that possibly that, that. trying to look it up yeah nice yeah absolutely Very nice and then a um, quick one a just, just, just one more quick one see if you can just fly off quickly two english players have won the world cup golden boot who are they if you can name the years i'll uh, give you uh, L- lineker 86 uh, harry kane 2018 I expected nothing less from you, Kieran. Yeah. Nothing less. Yeah, that. that's a nice, easy World Cup yeah. warm-up one. JB, yeah. I love that. It was a pleasure. Um, so we are looking ahead this week more than back. Um, I think both of us want to leave last season uh, behind us, if possible. Um, so the best way to go from last season to this season is player recruitment. That's the best way to see a, a big change on the field. Um, we'll get on to Albion's transfer window in a minute, JB. But I, I yeah. do want to start with Wolves. Um Rate your window out of 10 so far, JB. <laughs> oh, crikey. You prepped me for this question when we were talking off air. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking, how do I answer this one? Difficult one to answer because we obviously have until the end of August, I believe, um, for the window to shut. Um, but likewise, we've got less than, I think. well, I think it's what, 10 days to we play Leeds, give or take. Yeah, and um, I'm 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 a little bit disappointed with where we've gone so far. To be honest with you, I'm really pleased with the Nathan Collins signings. I'm signing. I think that was an imperative sign to get a good quality centre back in. I'm gonna be really, really honest um, to yourself and, and the listeners. I wasn't sure on him at all. I, I didn't know anything about him. To be honest with you, when we signed him, um, my instant, my initial reaction was, "Wow, twenty million quid on on a, on, a, on a player that I, on a team that got relegated and not really heard of him." probably a little bit of my um, naivety around that. So the first thing I did was, was sort of look at who he used to play for. And I realised he played for Stoke. Um, and obviously, a lot of the listeners will be aware, I used to play and live up in Stoke quite a lot. So I've got a lot of Stoke fans. So I messaged a lot of Stoke fans saying, look, what's the lad on this Nathan Collins kid? Messaged about sort of 10 different lads I know who we still keep in touch with. And I genuinely mean this. Not one person had a bad word to say about him. Every single Stoke fan was like, he will go on to be a world-class centre-half. Like, if he's still with you in a couple of years, I'll be shocked. He's that good. Wow, that is massive praise. Um, I'm a little bit the same as you, JB. Um, I hadn't, well, obviously I'd heard of him, but I hadn't really seen much of him. Um, gawked a little bit at the price tag, um, but that's you know that's what you pay nowadays yeah. in, the, in the Premier League. And he'll have a massive sell-on value as well. If, he, if he's got the potential to go on and be a, a top, top player, um, I would have thought 21? so. Uh, is he 21? 20, 21, I think he is. Yeah. I mean, Stoke have received 
a chunk of the money that Burnley, so Stoke knew what they were doing because I think they've received touching four or five mil off mm. that off the um, off the thing. But genuinely, all every single person I spoke to, Stoke fans who, who are still keeping touch with, said he's an incredible defender. Um, and he will go on to bigger and better things than Wolves, and that we've done really, really well to get him. Um, once I got that sort of news, I did a little bit more digging into him, and you know, Burnley fans are absolutely gutted to see him go for that price tag. Obviously, I've seen him a few times in pre-season in the Alicante uh, training camp, and he looks really impressive. Um, Hartley in pre-season, because obviously it's all played yeah. sort of half pace, <laughs> um, sort of thing. So, in, in that aspect, a, a good quality, proper centre half to allow us to go to a four ticks the box brilliant but away from that I've got to be honest with you I'm deeply concerned as to where we are going in terms of our strategy because we've obviously made some decisions we, we I, did, I did a body count in terms of where we were on players compared to last season and as we stand we're five players lighter than what we were last year in terms of squad numbers okay. and we were light as it was anyway um and the, and the loans that have happened have made sense. You know, your Dion Sanderson's, even your Fabio Silva to a point. I think that his loan move is going to do him the world of good. But yeah, well, no, no, hang on, it's going to do him the world of good. You've now got one. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But what I was about to say was, we'll do him the world of good, assuming we're letting him go because we've got a top quality striker coming through the door. You know, that so. was the as soon as that Fabio Silva deal was was announced, the assumption was. Fucking hell, we're going to buy a fucking quality striker. We'll get a quality striker in. Um, and now we're like, oh, are we? Um, you know, Jimenez hobbled off in the last preseason game. There's been no news about that injury yet. Um, we still feel like we're light in midfield. You know, there's obviously a lot of, lot of hype around Luke Kundal and, and, and that he could possibly grow into a, a first-team sort of... Um, not not necessarily a starter, but someone who's around the first team. But then it's come out in the last couple of days that he's most likely to go out on loan. Um, yeah, and to be honest with you, mate, I, I'm a, I'm a little. I said this, this window we need a minimum of a defender, two midfielders, or one midfielder and a kind of like attacking winger, if you like, and, and a striker. And at the moment, we've, we've we've picked out one of those. So if we go to numbers, you'd say two and a half out of ten as we stand because we've, we've, we've ticked one out of four boxes. It, it's really difficult to say. Wolves have got a habit of pulling random signings out of the bag when nobody expects it. You know, they keep the cards very close to the chest. Um, the only time I take anything serious is when John Percy drops it on Twitter. Um, so I, I feel like I'm not really giving anything away in terms of what my feelings are, but we, 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 we play a week on Saturday and we are, in my opinion, a minimum of four plays short of where we should be. It's concerning that we haven't got, well, we haven't done our business early. You look at a lot of other teams that have got business done early, you know, they've made clear what their intentions are. And I feel like our lack of strategy really is, is glaringly obvious and, and, and it is quite worrying. And listen, we the next time we hook up and, and do the next pod, we could have three players. I remember having this exact conversation. I've literally just got deja vu from this time last year when I had exactly the same conversation. They said, oh, the next time we do a pod, we could have three players through the door sort of thing. And it never quite materialised. Um, it just worries me, mate, particularly the striker department, because I don't want a striker coming in to play second fiddle to Raul. I want a striker coming in that Raul's going to play second fiddle to in a way. I think that's where we're at in the team that we are. Um, it worries me the lack of depth in midfield. You know, 
we, we've still got that midfield fear, then Duncan Moutinho Neves. I and mean, we've seen how at times that midfield can get exposed, particularly when it's not quite clicking. Um, the, listen, the, the way I think Large is going to play this year in the 4 2 3 1, he's made that quite obvious that that's the way he's going to play this year. I think the front three behind the, the, the top man is, is as dangerous as, as you can get for a team fighting in that position in the Prem. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, think, I think that's really good. There's still massive question marks over Dharma Traore. What's happening with him? Um, he hasn't featured in pre-season at all, but he's back in the camp. Um, I don't know if he's injured or not. I'm not quite sure. Um, there's just still lots of question marks. I, mean, I think defensively now we're a lot more solid. I think, you know, you've got Samedo, who's due back in a week, Johnny, Aitnuri, Kilman, Cody, Collins, Bolly. I think defensively now we look as good as we're going to get. And, and I think that, 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 that that's a really solid sort of defensive unit to call upon us and when needed. I think the the, the the three is the attacking midfielders slash strikers are as good as you can get. But again, if one of them get injured, where do we go? Is Traore still going to be on the scene? My concern is the striker berth, the, the, is the second, is the striker um, and, and the midfield depth. And they haven't been addressed. And that worries me. Um, and to be honest with you, Keith, yeah. I think that, that's where I'm at with it all. I can't say anything until the season starts and the window shuts, but it's glaringly obvious to everyone apart from Jeff Sheen, Fosen and Scott Sellers at the moment that, that why are we why are we not why why have we not done business in the areas that we've that have been glaringly bare bone for coming up to three seasons now, mm-hmm. um, and it's frustrating to be honest. Yeah, no, naturally, I, I think it, it, the hardest positions to replace quality with quality. Um, yeah. Are those attacking positions? Um, central midfield as well, but um, to to bring in a striker who's going to wrestle that number nine shirt off Raúl, if you like, yeah, um, it it's tough. It's really tough, and you've got to pay a premium nowadays. Obviously, there's yeah. been a lot made of of Wolves, um, maybe not having the um, the cash flow that they did yeah. have um, pre pandemic, yeah. and maybe it's just a case of their hands are tied. I, I did see that, I don't know if his contract's up or whatever, but that Bonatini was back off. Um, his loan ended. Um, and I think Catrone as well, his loan's finished. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm not in, not in that they would come in, but you just look at that and you look at how much money Wolves have spent not buying the right striker over the years. Yeah. And uh-huh. you could even put Fabio Silva in that, in that category. Yeah. And I know you've got to you've got to buy one. You have to go out and get one. You can't just say, "Well, it went wrong a few times. Now we don't play with a striker." Um, but you can see maybe why they've not rushed into it because it's not really been a position of strength for Wolves. They've had one outstanding striker um, in the Fosun era, and the rest of them haven't really set the world. Like I don't know if you'd agree with that, JB. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it depends in which position you look at Diego Jota, really, because Diego Jota, for me, you know, that's he, true. He that's often true. played up top. He was more off, off, off Raul, if you like, or off Bonatini um, sometimes in the championship. And obviously, he's gone on and, and, and is developing into a, a real sort of top tier world class player. But either way, he's not our player anymore, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> you, you are right, you know, our, our only other real major striker signing has been Catrone, which never worked out for one reason or another. He came with high hopes and that, that's never quite taken off. Um, what I'm trying to say is, is I agree what you're saying in terms of not rushing it because we've made mistakes. In, in, in re, Our transfer dealings at times have been a little bit skew-if, if you like. But at the same time, Leaving it too late 
can cause you a whole host of problems because teams know you're desperate. You know, if, if Jimenez is out now, for, and that's, I mean, I don't know. He's hobbled off. We don't know to what extent it was, whether it's a precautionary. But even with Jimenez fit, with no Fabio Silva, we haven't got another striker. Yeah, the teams that, will know that. They're not stupid. Yeah. So then as soon as we start banging on the club's door saying, listen, we're interested in so-and-so, so-and-so, they're going to go, well, hang on a second, we're going to whack a premium on top here. Of course. You know, there was strong... I, was, I, was, I played football last night and I was chatting to um long-time listener and friend of the pod, Kirko, because I played with him. And I was chatting and there were these really strong... And listen, Twitter rumours, we all know what they're like. But there was a real traction yesterday about someone in the know, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and all that, saying that basically um, we're, we're going to we're going to sign Christian Benteke. It's pretty much a done deal. And and it was like, okay, where's that come from? And, and I mean, I, listen, I've got no idea if it's true. It, it could be another nonsense rumor. Like we've heard quite a few of those over the last couple of weeks. But and the, and there's a bit of uproar, and a few fans are going, "Oh my god, is that the level we're stooping to?" Then a few fans are actually, do you know, it might not be a bad. Bad option, actually. You well, know. he definitely would be second fiddle, though, wouldn't he? 100%. And for me, that's not the route we should be going down. Um, it's, I, it's I don't know. It's JB. On, on the striker thing, sorry to cut you off, mate. On it's the, all right. With, with Benteke, I saw that rumour and sort of Wolves fans turning their nose up. And then um, other people were talking about um, Bellotti from yeah. Torino. Yeah. And again, Wolves fans turning their nose about him, saying, well, if he's that good, why is he on a free? Um, I think there's only a few a few idiots who said that who obviously maybe, haven't yeah. been played properly. Because uh, I, I can guarantee 90% of Wars fans would take him in a heartbeat, including myself. Yeah, I mean, he's I spoke, a top, top, top player. He is. And I, but I spoke to my brother about that, George, who's obviously a, a keen advocate and watcher of Italian football and follows it quite keenly. And he's said that Bellotti has come out. And but the reason why he hasn't moved yet, I think he's holding out to go to an Italian club. He'll, um, he'll he probably, to, yeah. Um, I've heard Roma are in for him, and we yeah, all apparently he was, meant, he was, to, he was, to he was meant to go twice. He was meant to go to Milan, but then they signed Di Boccarigi. Um So yeah. it's an interesting one, mate. But you know, cut a long story short and get get straight to the point. Really pleased with the Nathan Collins signing. Really looking forward to seeing him 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 play and and allow us to play in a solid, excuse me, back four. But apart from that, mate, a bit of a shambles to be honest. And we are minimum four to five players light. Um, and that is based on what we had at the end of last season. Ben and mine were, were, four, five, were four or five players lighter than what we were last season. We needed four or five players on top of that last season. Yeah, that's true. We're, 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 we're miles short, mate. We're bare-bound. And we are, again, I kept... How many times did I say this on the pod last year? We're a few injuries away from catastrophe. Um, and like I said, maybe I have to hold reservation because we've got 10 days till, till the Leeds game. The back home for a few days, so the fly back out to Portugal for the last of the few remaining pre-season fixtures. Um, so there is time to get things done, and if there's stuff in the pipeline, but yeah, it, it, Wolves notoriously over the last few years, when when we've had a good transfer window, you know, when when we had Neves, Jota, um, in the in, in the in the Championship, when we had Jimenez, Moutinho, Patricio in in, in the um, in, in in the Premier League. They're all done, sort of. They're all done, sort of by mid July. They're in in the door. They announced those signings pretty much early doors, and they were good to go, ready for the start. We're ten days away from the start of the season, maybe eleven. I'm not quite sure exactly how many days it is, give or take. And we've got one one first team starter in the door, and that concerns me massively because all our best business was done in the June and July periods, and 
it's August the first on Sunday or Monday or whatever. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So yes, that that's where I'm at par with it all. So I'm guessing next time we, we link up, um, we'll we'll be able to, to to divulge a bit more. Well, you'd hope so. You'd hope yeah. so. Um, it, on on the other side of the Black Country, um, it's a totally different story for obviously yeah. playing at a totally different level. It's a different financial um picture as well. But like this is not just a transfer window. This is like a stained glass, pristine, gorgeous church transfer window for West Brom. This is our best window that I can remember in a long yeah. time. Massive uh-huh. caveat is it tends to be when we have a good window on paper, it's terrible in, in practice. Like yeah, the, season, yeah. the season we went down under Pulis and then eventually Pardew and Darren Moore nearly, uh-huh. nearly kept us up. We signed that NASA Chadley. We signed... Um, we signed Krikoviak from PSG and we were like, okay, we mean business. This is a proper, proper standing yeah, attempt. Yeah. And we went down with a whimper. So massive caveat is whenever we look as if we've had a good window, it, it never turns out that way. However, yeah. um, John Swift through the door um, straight away. He is, there's no, no secret about the fact he should not have been playing for Reading. Um, everybody who watches championship football knew that. And at times he, he kept Reading up or well, kept Reading well ahead of where they should have been in the league, um, just through pure individual brilliance. Um, yeah. Something like twenty-five goal contributions last season. Mm. Um, then yeah. Jed Wallace, obviously former Wolves, yeah. um, didn't happen for him at Wolves, but went and made a name for himself at Millwall. It was a lot. It was a lot younger, Kieran. You know, you remember we, yeah. we, had, we had him at Wolves, touching eight, eight, nine years ago. You know, um, so so that, that's a long time in football for him to mature sure. and turn into a better player. Yeah, I'm just I'm conscious of the fact that Wolves fans might hear Jed Wallace and think, hang on, that that Jed Wallace, and uh, what why are you getting excited? But he um he he plays, he's obviously been at Millwall for the last four or five seasons, and he's really really shone. Um, he, yeah, he's absolutely. been he's been one of the best players in the championship since he signed for Millwall. So for us to pick up John Swift, one of the best players in the, well, one of the most creative players in the championship. Yeah, yeah, and. Jed Wallace, one of the best wingers in the championship, for a grand total of zero pounds, yeah. um, it, it's pretty good going. Now, there's no such thing as a free transfer, and we'll have paid agents' fees, we'll have paid um, big bigger wages than we might have normally done to get those lads in the door, so on, so on, so on. Um, but that's great. Yeah. Um, and then a player I know that you're a big fan of, JB, um, from his loan spell under Big Sam at the Albion, um, OK, Yakushli. Yeah. This is this is a a real statement of intent again famous last words but that is like okay if we can recruit that caliber of player it shows yes. what a, what a big draw albion still are in the championship mm-hmm. um last year was a massive massive reality check for us it was like it doesn't matter how big you are as a club it doesn't matter how good you've been in the championship in the past if it doesn't go right it, the league will swallow you up um, yeah, yeah. You know, you know that JB. Like the, the league doesn't matter how big a club you are, the league will swallow you up, and that's where we found ourselves last season. Um, and we needed a, a real fresh start this season. Um, we've still got quite a lot of playing staff. I'd like to see the back of. Um, Callum Robinson's rumored to be leaving. Um, I'd probably give Jake Livermore this last season for an extra body in there, but really, I'm not not that excited about having him there again. Um, yeah. Kyle Bartley, not for me. Um, Cars on the table, Darnell Furlong, um, stealing a living, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I, I know he's he's quite a popular player at the Hawthorns, but a um, bit of a long throw merchant. Um, anyway, let's talk some positives. Um, we're now looking at, at, at Albion's front 
six, if you like. And we've got one of Malumbi, again, technically a new signing. He was on loan, now he's there permanently. We've got one of Malumbi, uh, Moa or Livermore next to OK Yakushlu. And then in front of that, we've got John Swift, the most creative player in the championship. Jed Wallace, one of the best all-rounders in the championship. Then either Carlin Grant, someone who scored goals every year at this level, or Grady Diangana uh, in that left-sided position, um, who's one of the most, again, talented players in the championship. Behind, Daryl DK, who's going to feel like a new sign-in because he played an hour of football yeah, yeah. for us last year. Um, on paper, we have probably the best attack in the championship. Um, the best attacker in the championship is probably Pukki at Norwich, but the best um, rounded attack, I, I genuinely think Albion have the best attack in the championship. Yeah. Does that mean that we are going to um, finish in the top two this season? Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, there is a glaring, glaring weakness um, with everything that's going on at the Hawthorns, and that is... Uh, the manager, which is quite a significant weakness. Now, Steve, Steve Bruce, uh, before we get into our predictions and so on, so on, so on. Yeah. Um, he talks a really good game and clearly he's been he's been a factor in recruiting players like Jed Wallace and like John Swift. Um, so yeah, you, ha- you have to you have to give credit where it's due, maybe. Um, but I, I just I, I, f- I fear for those that level of talent under this stewardship. When you think about the season that he had Jack Grealish um, and John McGinn and so on, so on, so on, and they didn't go up um, under him before Dean Smith came in, um, when he, last time he was in the championship, um, it's a it's a massive, massive red flag. Um, but yeah, that, that said my piece on our transfer dealings. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, we'll get more prediction-based for the second half of this pod. But um, what do you think of our stained glass transfer window? I think it's been impressive, mate, to be honest with you. I, th- I think, like I say, the signings of, of, of John Swift, um, Jed Wallace and, and Akai Kushlu, really impressive, to be fair. The fact that you've got all three of them on a free. You haven't really had to outlay a penny. Um, three good quality players um, who I think, particularly in the Championship, will, will do a job for you. Um, it's hard to argue with all, any of the points that you've made. Mate, like I said, on paper, you've got a, a strong squad to, to really try and kick on and, and right the wrongs of last season. But you've took the words out of my mouth, mate. My worry's always Brucey. Um, a lot of people will, would come back and go, hang on, he's got the pedigree, he's got teams promoted, he, he's done this, he's done that. But for me, I, I, I just something, he's, he's not quite the manager for you to take you forward, in my opinion. Um, and that may come back to bite me um, later on in the season if you're flying and he, and he actually gets the job job done. But um, all I'll say is, is that I think the championship this year is very, very competitive as it is every year. Yeah. Um, I think there'll be some teams potentially knocking around who who, who, who people might not expect. Um, so I think it's going to be, it'll be a, a tough year as it, as it always is. But what Albion have done with those signings is given themselves as good an opportunity um, as anybody to really have a good go. You know, they've, they've got the signings in early doors. He's identified what he wants um, and, he's, and he's got them in. And, and that gives you as strong an opportunity as, as anybody in the league. So yeah, only, only time will tell. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting. There's um, there's a well, we'll get into predictions for the season in the in, in a minute, but there's a, sort of a a whisper it quietly kind of view that well, if it doesn't start that well for Albion, they could just get rid of Brucey and yeah. then sort of Nottingham Forest under Steve Cooper esque put a run together and then find themselves 
back in the picture. However, you, you don't want to see that happen. I, I definitely don't want to see that happen. I, I'd rather it just went well from the start under Bruce. Sure. But it's a, as you say, it's a tough old season. I mean, in yeah. terms of giving us a rating out of 10, I'd probably say we're in eight. I, I'd say yeah. everything we've done has been really strong, but I would like uh, probably another striker through the door. Yeah. Um, but who doesn't say that the week of the season starting? Every football fan ever has said... If you, oh, get, if you, get, if you get a striker in, mate, do you want to lend us one? Yeah, you can have um, Kenneth Zahor. I was thinking, who have we got? Who have we got that you can have? You can have Kenneth Zahor, mate. Right? Um, I'll take him at the moment, mate, to be honest. Not, yeah, right. you're not having DK. You're not having DK. <laughs> who, um, yeah, once once he's fit, he should be um, he should be a real handful. But yeah, it, as I said, he, he'll feel like a new sign-in. Uh, the main thing with with our business, JB, again, I'm rambling now, true to, true to the name of the podcast, Um is we've now got a multitude of options in those forward areas. Um, so it takes pressure off Carlin Grant as a goal scorer. It takes pressure off Grady Diangana as a creator. Um, John Swift has has genuine quality to create for now. The likes of Alex Mowat will be liberated by that. Jed Wallace has got a, someone to aim for. Daryl DK has got several people creating for him at once. Um, it, the hope is that rather than getting um, sort of pigeonholed like we were at times last season to just, okay, let's get the ball forward, see what happens. Um, you would hope that we've got different avenues through which to create opportunities yeah. this season. So it should be really exciting. But yeah, an- another striker who would be playing second fiddle to to, to Daryl DK. Um, and maybe, maybe another centre. If, if Listen, if it was me, if I was on Football Manager, I'd, I'd, I'd get rid of Carl Bartley and I'd be bringing in a young centre-back um, yeah. who, who would play Second fiddle. I, I know some people want Matt Clark back. Um, I would gladly take Matt Clark. He's a really, really good championship centre back. But I'd be worried about the price we'd have to pay for Brighton because they are really shrewd operators. Yeah. And they they don't tend to let um, defenders go for for a cheap fee. Um, uh, right, JB. Shall we look ahead to the season? Yeah, let's, rather than, let's, rather let's than go. backwards. Um, what should we start with, Albion or Wolves, JB? What do you reckon? Let's go Albion. Cool. Um, yeah, seen as the Championship season does start first. It would make sense, wouldn't it? Um, okay, so for in terms of predictions, JB, first thing we're going to do, as we did last season, um, and I think, oh, I think I was wrong in the end. I'm trying to think who I went with top. Um, we're going to decide who's going to be the top Midlands club in the championship. Bookies okay. say Albion. Um, yeah. I think you said Stoke last season. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I fancied Stoke to to, to, to to do a little bit, to be honest, but that... Well, they had a little spell in the middle of the season. Where it looked like they were going to have a good run, uh, yeah, but, then yeah. sort of, but then it sort of really fizzled out. Um, uh, in terms of cha- in terms of championship, is I might be help me out here because I'm like I say, I'm, yeah, I'm, of course. So we've, uh, we've uh, lost uh, Forest and Derby. Yeah, Forest and Derby aren't there anymore. It's just um, Blues, Coventry, Stoke, Albion now. For me, I don't think you, I don't think you'd get mega odds on this, but for me, I think Albion are clear with those four teams. I, um, I think so. Yeah, I'd, I'd expect Albion to to get clear. I mean, listen, Stoke have signed Dwight Gale. You know, he, he's a proven Championship goal scorer. Who I still think has got it in his locker um, to, to 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 do things. Um, I've spoke again because. Stoke links. I spoke to a couple of Stoke fans, and I think they're a little bit, a little bit like some Albion fans, if you like, some eternal optimists, and, and really hope that, that each year is their year and things aren't quite going it, it, the, the right way. And that, I think they think with the Dwight Gale sign, they've signed a couple of other lads. Um, 
that they that they can really kick on and improve on last year. So I don't I don't think there'll be a million miles between Stoke and Albion. Um, I don't think it's going to be like clear daylight, but I I, I would imagine Stoke would be uh, sorry Albion would be um, will, will be finished the highest out of the, the Midlands clubs in the Championship. Yeah, I'd say so too, JB. I I, I think Stoke obviously. Anybody who has Dwight Gale is dangerous, and Michael yeah. O'Neill always sets his teams up in a solid way. Um, and Coventry looked strong at times yeah. last season. Yeah, um, I, I just think that, <laughs> in spite of Steve Bruce, maybe um, yeah. I, I really hope he proves me wrong because he's so yeah. likable. Um, but yeah, maybe in, in spite of Steve Bruce, tactically, I think we'll just yeah, have sure. to to be above those teams come the end of the season. Um, yeah. Second question, JB, who's going to be the top scorer for Albion next season? Oh, well, I've, 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 you, you, you've, you've got to put money on DK, haven't you? Um, you you've, you've got to go DK. If he, if he stays fit, you know, he, he sort of done the business um, with Barnsley a couple of years ago um, in, in, in a side that, that's not half as good as what the, the Albion side are now. Um, you'd hope that Bruce would sort of focus his whole team around him and really give him a, a sort of platform to, to score goals. So for me, I, I listen, I think I'll be, I think the kind of side that Bruce is, 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 is developing and creating means I think there'll be goals from all over the place. Yes, um, me too, yeah. but, but, but I think, I think you've, you've got to put your money on, on, on your, your £7 million man, didn't you? You know, you, you outlaid the money on him with, with big hopes. He didn't go, go well last season because of his injury. Um, but you'd, you'd hope he'll come back as a new player and, and wanting to, not when I say prove people, I don't mean prove people wrong, there's probably a better phrase, but sort of, Prove his worth after a really sort of um, unfortunate yes. injury. So yeah, I, I'd I'd go I'd go DK. Yeah, it's it's a tough, it's a weird one because in terms of like a, a golden boot for the for the season, I don't think that DK's in the conversation because of exactly what you say, JB, yeah. about with, with players like Swift, Wallace, Grant, yeah. Diangana, we're going to share the goals around, um, and unless we're scoring over hundred goals, DK is not going to get enough yeah, goals yeah. to win the golden boot. Sure. Um, but looking at the prices for the season for the Golden Boot, JB, um, eight to one Timu Puki, eleven to one Joel Piro at Swansea, Ben Britton Diaz or Bredeton Diaz if he's Chilean today, yeah. um, it, twelve to one Dwight Gale fourteen to one, and then DK and Grant are the only sixteen to one price players. Okay, so we, we, which is a really strong sign um, sign for us that we've got two players who are in the top five in terms of odds. For the season, yeah, sure, um, sure. for the golden boot, it could be that Grant Grant does it if DK doesn't start forty six games, which he probably won't. Um, Grant will probably start forty plus because he, he's yeah. always managed to stay fit and score goals uh-huh. at that level. Um, so I'm going to go Grant. I'm okay, go yeah, Grant. good show. You're yeah, going to yeah. go DK. I'm going to go Grant. Um, I also think Dean Garner pitching. Me, I'm going to go double figures for Dean Garner. I think he's had I, a decent. So. He's had a decent preseason. He look, he look, yeah, he looks lively. Yeah. So I'm going to go double figures for Dean Garner as well. Nice. I love Dean Garner. I, uh, I really hope it works out for him at Albion, yeah. especially with the amount of money we pay for him. Um, yeah. So, on, and sort of on that theme, um, a player of the season, JB, who do you think is going to be the Albion player of the season? Uh, John Swift. John Swift. Nice. I'm going to go Jed Wallace. Okay. I'm going to yeah. go Jed Wallace. It, mm-hmm. It's exciting that, that the two players we've put forward for our top scorers aren't the two who were saying, yeah, that's going to be player of the season. That's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it is a, it's a properly exciting side that we've built. Um, little bit football managery in that we're very top-heavy, but yeah. who knows, we might be it all is right. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so last season, JB, Albion finished in the end 10th yeah. uh, with three wins in our last five. It could have been worse than that, to be honest. Um, 
Are we going to finish higher or lower than that this season? I think you'll finish higher. Um, I don't think you're going to finish top two. Um, but I think you will have as good a chance as anybody else finishing the playoffs. Um, okay. and, and at that point, you, um, you you have as good a chance as anybody, you know, three, three, three games sure. in it, three games. Um, I'm... It's a difficult one because last year was a real anticlimax for Albion and, and, and it almost became comical as to how bad you were at times. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the funny side, but fair enough. No, absolutely. Maybe that was just my wolf, my wolf, my wolf side coming <laughs> out of me. But um, I, I think the signs you've made are, are quite a good statement. I think Bruce is wily, he's long in the tooth and he, he, he'll have learned, some, learned from some of the mistakes he probably made last year. He's been able to put his own stamp on it, his own pre-season. I'm going to say that Albion will finish fifth. Okay, interested. I, I also agree that we'll finish higher. Um, it's very hard to predict where we'll finish. With that caveat of if it doesn't go well, we might get someone else in rather than Bruce. But if I'm looking at the top six, JB, and we're, we're looking at who is, who's come down, who's going yeah. to be stronger from last season, all these things... Um, I think, as you alluded to earlier, it is a very, very strong, very strong league. Um, league, very strong. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I think we will we will improve. We'll finish higher, and I think we'll finish in the top six. But when you look at um, Middlesbrough under Chris yeah. Wilder, well, they're yeah. only going to get stronger. Um, then the three that have come down: Norwich, Watford, Burnley. Obviously, Norwich are specialists in in going up and down, and Watford are a yeah. little bit like that now as well. Burnley, they've got Premier League infrastructure, but the the manager is the question mark there. Obviously, with um, with Vincent Company going in there, um, I think we'll finish in the top six because you look below that, and you've got the likes of Luton, who were great last season, but yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they'll be finishing Maintain above us again. That, yeah. They might do because they they run so well. Um, yeah. I would expect a drop off from the likes of Millwall without John Swift. I'd expect a, a you know Huddersfield to fall away now they've not got Carlos Corberan in there, and they've lost the likes of Lewis O'Brien. So big, big, big um, question yeah. marks around some of the teams who were up there last season, um, and the teams who've come down maybe are very strong, but not as strong as a Fulham from last season. Yeah, yeah, sure, or, or, sure. You know, not as not yeah. as strong as some teams in the past have been. So I think yeah. it'll be really competitive, really close. I think we'll finish fourth, JB. I'll okay. go one better, but I think we'll finish fourth. I don't I don't think we've got the tactical acumen to, to finish in that top two. Yeah, I yeah, think sure. top two are going to be Norwich and Middlesbrough. Yeah, I'll, 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 Mid- Middlesbrough are my, are my team for there this go, year. Yeah. yeah, Middlesbrough are my team for this year, yeah. Yeah, I, I fancy Middlesbrough. Full season under Chris Wilder. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't see how he doesn't get that team promoted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, which, again, we go back two years. Obviously, there's a lot of water under the bridge. We go back, not even two years, sorry, a year when we were recruiting that manager. I loved Blair and Ishmael, and I was so all-in on Ishmael. Yeah. But before Ishmael, I was so all-in on Chris Wilder. And you just think, where where could Albion have been? Um, bookies, are, bookies are giving Albion the same price as Middlesbrough, but I think that that's more based on our, our transfer dealings and the strength of our squad than anything else. Because, yeah, um, yeah Middlesbrough, in terms of a, a one-on-one... Um, 
you know, match bet, if you like, over the season, I, I would I would think that Middlesbrough will finish higher than, sure. than Albion. Um, isn't it nice that we start the season by playing them? Do you want to preview yeah. that now, JB, and then we'll jump back? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So if you are a Wolves fan and you're listening, you're thinking, when are, when are we going to get back onto Wolves? Skip ahead about five minutes and we'll do the Wolves um, yeah. Premier League preview season. Um, but for now, we may as well stay on Albion and Middlesbrough. Um, I think it's a massive, massive game to start the season, JB. Um, it's We've actually got some very tough fixtures. Um, I'm, I'm just going to read them out, JB, um, because yeah. I've tried to erase how hard our start to the season is from my mind. Um, we play Middlesbrough, Watford. Then we've got Sheffield United in the Cup, obviously not as not as yeah. important, but still. Um, we've got Middlesbrough, Watford, Blackburn, who were strong last season, but there'll be a drop-off with them. Um, yeah. Then it goes Cardiff Hull, Huddersfield, um, Wigan. Sure. Um, but then... September's really tough. We've got Burnley, Coventry, Blues, Norwich. Yeah, so we've got we've got some choppy waters early in the season, um, sure. which again adds fuel to that. Well, if it doesn't go well, maybe Bruce will be gone. Fire. But um, if if we're sitting in the top six at the start of October after we've played the likes of Middlesbrough and Norwich, um, and we've played um, Burnley, then then perhaps and Watford as well, of course. Then perhaps yeah, sure. you, you, that will build the the um, the optimism around the Hawthorns a little bit. Um, but yeah, we play Middlesbrough on um, Saturday, five uh, thirty kickoff. It wouldn't be Albion if we weren't on TV. Um, we are the big draw, the handsome TV pick. Um, I'm, I'm not going in filled filled with confidence, though. If I'm honest, Yakushli won't be fit yet. Um, no. Because you won't be fit yet. DK's not played a competitive game for however long. So even if he might start, I, I'd, I'd give him an hour and I wouldn't try and get anything else out of him yeah, because we tried that things, and, and yeah. he, he got injured last season. Um, so give him give him all the time he needs to get up to fitness because we've got goal scorers. <laughs> Bless you. Right? <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Lovely, lovely light sneeze. Yeah, um, apologies. Um, that's all good, man. We're all human. Um, so we've got we've got goal scorers. We've got place to share the goals around if DK isn't fit and firing. So I wouldn't force it with him. Um, whereas Middlesbrough will go into this season with that continuity. Like they they ended the season well. They were good under Chris Wilde. They just fell short in the end. Um, I and obviously we're going up there. It's at the Riverside, so um, I, w- yeah. I would expect a very, very tough start to the season. Um, yeah. I would, I would snatch a hand off for a point if I'm honest, JB. Yeah. Um, with all with all of our attacking talent that we've got, um, I think we're going to be under it at times. And Chris Wilder's sides are so well drilled. Sure. Um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm going to go optimistically one all. Um, but yeah. you can probably hear from the tone of my voice that that's a a bit of a reach. What do you reckon, JB? I know you. Yeah, it's a big game to start the season, isn't it? It's 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 almost got that um, that uh, was it? Was it Bournemouth, Bournemouth Albion? Yeah, Bournemouth yeah, yeah. got that Bournemouth feel about it, hasn't it? Where you came away with the point. Um, I don't think you'll be as lucky this time. I think Middlesbrough, like I say, they're my sort of. Uh, Hot take, or not hot, not particularly hot take, because I think it's common knowledge that they're going to they're going to have a good season or should have a yeah. good season. They're my sort of favourites to go up Middlesbrough, um, and I think it'll be a, a difficult game. Like I say, Yukushlu is not not going to be fit. I think I think it'll be competitive. I don't think it'll be one way one way traffic oh, yeah. or anything along, along those lines. But I just think Middlesbrough at home, first game of the season, full preseason under Wilder. They'll know what their sort of ambitions are. Um, I imagine the Riverside will be will be will be rocking, like I say, Sky Sports, etc. So I, I'm going to go two two one Middlesbrough on that one. 
Yeah, that's fair enough, man. It's fair enough. Yeah. I think it, if we did pick up a result in that game, it would it would add a lot of belief. Yeah. Um, to the camp, sure. it would it would get a lot of buy-in from the fans as well, which is crucial. Yeah. Um, our first home game is the Monday. Um, Monday the eighth of August, I yeah. think it is. Um, so we've got Watford at home. Um, again on TV under the lights. Um, yeah. Get used to it, Albion fans. Um, <sighs> We're going to be moved a lot this season, but hopefully we're going to be moved a lot in the back end of this season, which means we're in the right sort of area. Yeah, but sure, yeah, sure. If we, if we could have four points from those first two games, um, yeah. I'd snatch your hand off because yeah. they're, they're, they're tough opening fixtures. Uh-huh. Um, certainly t- two of the three strongest sides in the league, I think. And you probably they're probably looking at playing us and thinking, OK, I, I'd I'd be happy with a point yeah, away yeah, at absolutely. the Hawthorns. and. Perhaps Middlesbrough fans would be expecting a win because um, yeah. I, I do reckon they, they'll go in favourites. There might be a bit of value there as well if if the bookies are pricing that up closer than... Um, well, it's a very close tie. I think there might be a bit of value back in Middlesbrough because um, they were strong last season. Right, yep. JB, let's make the short journey from the Hawthorns to the Molyneux um, and the big jump from the Championship to the Premiership. Um, yeah. Well, Premiership, that was old school, wasn't it? That was I know, retro. it was old school. I was Premiership. Yeah. I still call it that sometimes, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, just, just to treat yourself. To, yeah, that's um, it, mate. Asking the nostalgia. Yeah, that's um, it, mate. So from the Championship to the Premier League, um, who's going to be the highest Midlands team in the Premier League, JB? Oh, great question. Great question. I'll tell you one thing, it won't be Forrest. Um, <laughs> well, we didn't think it would be Forrest last season in the Championship, and it was. No, no, true. No, no. Um, oh, I mean, I went for Villa last year, didn't I, I think? I um, think you did. And to be honest with you, Villa still, I don't know, they, they, they spend money. They, I mean, they've signed a couple of good players, but there's just something that doesn't convince me about them at all. Um, Is he called Steven Gerrard? You what, sorry? Is that thing Steven Gerrard? I don't know, because I've been a big advocate of him and I like him and, and things like that. But I don't know, they just, maybe this is the season of the click. Um, good question. Do you know what? I, you, I haven't paid much attention to what Leicester were doing, to be honest with you. I haven't paid much attention mm. to, to what... Well, it was were... Leicester last season, wasn't it? They, yeah. They were inside. I think, well, I think Rodgers is still there, isn't he? I feel like I've been he out is, of football yeah. for a while, yeah. Do you know what? I think I think while Brendan Rodgers is there, I, I think they've just got a bit more... So I'm going, I'm going to go Leicester. I'm going to go Leicester. I don't I don't think it'll be a particularly successful season for Midlands clubs, but I'll, I'll go Leicester out of the four of us. Interesting. Um, I think it's nice to have four Midlands clubs in the Premier League Yeah, again. absolutely. Hopefully Absolutely. five next season as well. Um, and unfo- unfortunately for Blues, I, I think they might be playing their football in a different league. Yeah, well yeah, that, that's another that's another take of mine yeah. as well. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound particularly uh, rosy at, at St Andrews at the moment, especially with new manager coming in and yeah, it's tumultuous times behind the scenes as well. Sure. Uh, JB, who's going to score the most goals for Wolves this season? <laughs> Don't say an unnamed striker. Going to say, um, can, can, I, can I leave it open as the unnamed striker <laughs> potentially? Um, I am going to hang my hat on Pedro Neto. Oh, nice. Me too. Me too. I yeah. think he'll. I think he'll. He'll, re- he'll have a proper breakout, and this will be his yeah. last season at Wolves. Because I think yeah. if he hadn't got injured, you wouldn't still be playing for Wolves. Yeah, now. yeah, sure. He, he looked. He looked a, a class above, and then unfortunately that injury's really, really stalled him. Yeah. Um, he's a. He's a brilliant budget option in fantasy football this season as well. At five point five million, yeah. he really en- enables um, some premium options. Um, I, I think Neto will have a, a real breakout season. Yeah, me too. Me too. So yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Neto. The hope is that a 
unnamed striker comes in and gets us those 15, 20 goals that we severely lacked since Jimenez did it four years ago um, and allows us to actually really kick on and, and, and sort of really push back for Europe. But as we sit here at 10 to 12 on Tuesday, the 26th of July, that looks very, very unlikely. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah I'll go Neto on that one. Yep. Um, player of the season? I am going to go for... That's difficult, isn't it? Because you play the season... They've viewed in many different ways um, in terms of like some people always look to the attacking side of things yeah. and they often... Well, it miss- was your player last year was Sarsh. I don't know if he won the award, but surely it was... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I am going to go a little bit... No, maybe not left-wing, but I think I'm going to go for Neves. Mm, and the reason why I season. say that is because assuming that we play a back four of... And this is the assumption, by the way... Our back four will be Aitnuri, Kilman, Collins, and one of Johnny or Samedo. That means Neves will be captain. And I just think that's going to springboard him to a, to a new lease of life um, okay. and almost become even better than what he is. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for Neves as the new Wolves captain, potentially, and really feel like he will have a, an outstanding season. That's my hope anyway. I think listen, we've got a plethora of attacking options providing the stay fit. Um a sort of a hot take is be that Gibbs White is going to be a starter and potentially really flourish in the system. You know, me and many Wolves fans feel like we haven't seen the best of Daniel Pedentia, and he's a real player, Daniel Pedentia on his day when he's firing and fit. Neto, potentially the standout player. But for me, I just think if Neves comes in in this new 4-2-3-1, I will think with the captain's armband, he can really kick on onto even better levels than he has been. Yeah, it's funny. I think my instinct was Neves as well um, when when I first asked Perry the season. But if Gibbs White can show the level of talent that he quite clearly has, I think I was yeah. wrong on Gibbs White. Before his loan to Sheffield United, I was like, well, he's not up to much, is he? Yeah. Um, and then it, last season, I, I sort of stood and took notice because he was yeah, really, yeah, very sure. impressive in the championship. Yeah. Um, so he, he would be my outside um, yeah. bet for, for a Wolves player of the season. But I think I'm going to go Nevers as well, JB, because yeah. um, I, I, I know there's a lot of talk will he leave this summer. No, it's too late in the window. I don't yeah. think he'll go this summer. Sure. Unless someone came in with a with a huge offer you couldn't turn down, but I don't yes, think that Yes, absolutely. Um, I think this will be his last season at, at Molyneux. Yeah. Um, the way so I've said I that for the last two years, so it's quite it's interesting point. As, to, yeah. as to what goes on. It is the thing with Wolves. It's so hard to predict. I literally would have put my mortgage on Nevers not being here. Uh, sitting here now, uh, three, four months ago, to put my mortgage on it. Um, yeah. You know, but but he's still here. You know, he, he, the thing is, he's edging towards the end, of his, he's at the end of his contract as well. And I'm thinking, I know Wolves can be a bit dicey with things like that, but I'm thinking, surely they're not going to let Neves run his contract down um, and make the same mistake they've made with Traore. You know, um, so yeah, interesting times. But for me, I'll go Neves with MGW as the, as the outsider. Nice. I like it. I like it. Um, Will you finish higher than last season's ninth? No, tenth in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Will you tenth. finish higher than last season's tenth? I don't think we'll finish much lower, if I'm honest. Okay. Okay. I think I think if it, it's hard because it's all hearsay, and I'm kind of trying to give myself as best a chance as possible to get this right. I think with a, with a couple of quality additions in the area that we need between now and the end of the transfer window. We, 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 we could kick on and, and push for Europe. I really believe that with the right additions. I, I believe with the bat line, Jose Sarr, 
Neves staying, another quality midfielder, a, a good striker. I, th- I think we're as good as anybody outside that sort of top six, seven to really have a good go. But without those additions, we look we look susceptible and weak uh, with a couple of injuries. So it's really hard to make this prediction at this moment in time. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go ninth. Okay, so marginal. That's me being optimistic, by the way, but I'm going to go ninth. Yeah. Well, the, I, I don't know if you'll finish higher or lower. There's, yeah. there's a little mini league, if you like, based on where people finished last season. So from West Ham in seventh, you've got West Ham, Leicester, Brighton, Wolves. You have yeah. to add Newcastle to that mix now. Yeah, yeah um, sure. And then I'm sure that Villa would consider themselves Absolutely. maybe yeah. against the coattails there. They have to be, bit. yeah. Yeah, so there's five or six teams there, and I'm probably saying Newcastle go in as the as the favourites in that mini league to to grab that seventh position. Um, but Wolves have the experience. Wolves have done it twice. Wolves have been in that top half since they came up. Yeah. Um, I, I, whereas Newcastle are looking to do it for the first time. Obviously, West Ham did it last season. They'll be trying to hold on to that seventh position. Sure. Um, it should be really exciting, actually. It yeah, yeah, nice absolutely. Little, there's um, a lot of strong teams again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go. Eight for Wolves. I'm going to go Newcastle seven, Wolves eight, West Ham ninth, okay. and then Leicester and Villa or whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, Bright- Brighton as well, obviously very very strong, but um, I I don't think Brighton will finish above Wolves again this season. I I, I yeah. think Wolves Wolves will come into their own a little bit more uh-huh. um, under Large in a second season. Um, I hope so. Yeah, so you've gone ninth, I've gone eighth. Okay, so we we do we both think higher, but not by that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get really interesting there how the fixtures thrown this out. Um, you've got Leeds away. For some reason in my mind, you always seem to be playing Leeds. Um, I don't yeah, know why. It does seem um, like we play them a lot, doesn't it, to you, be fair? You, you don't, clearly. You play them just yeah. as much as everybody else. But I, in my mind, you're always playing Leeds. Um, yeah. You've got Leeds away, JB. Um, obviously, they stayed up by the skin of their teeth. Um, new era. Bielsa's long gone now. Jesse Marsh. Um, how do you see that one going? Funny one, yeah. Or yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still scarred from that Leeds game last year um, at the Molyneux, which kind of put pay to a good run that we were looking to kick on and, and head and head for a push for Europe. And that sort of two guy, we were to think we were two up at half time, weren't we? And lost three two, I think it was on that Friday night, yeah. which um, everyone reveled in around the Midlands. Um, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't argue with that. To it's be fair, really man. I can't argue. You know, it, it was absolutely. It was much, much like the Villa, the Villa game with the Wolves sort of thing. It, it's when, yeah, the team, yeah, yeah. when the team capitulates. It, hey, it's, I, I reveled in that as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, funny one, really. You know, listen, Ellen Road, first game of the season, bouncing. You know, it's always tough, isn't it? Going away, first game of the season. Um, I, I believe that whoever you're playing, it's always tough, but. I think we should have too much for Leeds. Um, I, I really do. I, I think they're going to struggle this year. I, th- I think that I, th- I think they could and maybe will go down. Um, I think Callum Phillips is a huge loss for them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and even though they survived by the skin of the teeth, I wasn't particularly convinced by that Jesse March and, and what he was trying to implement things like that. I, I wasn't, even though they, they did what they needed to do, it wasn't in convincing style. So I'm going to put my neck on the line a bit, and I really hope so because I think if you get a win on your first game of the season, it really sort of gives you a little bit of a platform to kick on. Particularly when we've got a home game against Fulham the week after, 
Yeah. Um, who, who, you know, they're the kind of games that we should be looking at getting three points from. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 Wolves win with Neto and Gibbs-White to score. Nice. I, I think we'll, um, the difference between Wolves and Leeds last season was massive. Um, and Wolves haven't maybe recruited all that well yet this yeah. season. Um, Leeds have, have really thrown a checkbook at it this season. Yeah, um, yeah. Recruiting Jesse Marsh style players as well. Um, they've got two players from Red Bull, uh, Red Bull Salzburg and one from Leipzig as well. Um, I'm, go- I'm just going to quickly find them, mate, because I, I'll, I'll be honest, lots of them I've never seen play. Um, no. So Brendan Aronson from Salzburg, 21. Lewis Sinistera from Feyenoord, 23. Tyler Adams, um, American lad, yeah, I do know him, um, yeah. from Leipzig, 23. Um, Rasmus Christensen from Salzburg, 24. And then uh-huh. Mark Rocker from Munich, uh, from Bayern Munich, who's 25. Um, that's a lot of a lot of business to have done. And they've spent, so 29 mil, 22 mil, 15 mil, 11 mil, 10 mil, and then 5 mil as well. They've spent a lot of money. I'm not going to add that up quickly. Um, no, but yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a big statement of intent. Um, so I, I think Wolves continuity um, versus Leeds, you know, th- this bounce start, new start to a season is going to be a really interesting, um, interesting matchup. I think at home, I think, as I said with Albion, I don't, I don't think uh, Wolves will be um, getting anything. Well, they might get a point, but I don't think Wolves will be winning that game. Okay. I'm going to go, ooh, I'm going to go to all. Why not? Okay. You know, if, yeah. if Wolves go in the back four, it's a bit more open and leads. Yeah, play, yeah, sure, sure. Blood and thunder. Um, yeah. Why not? I'm going to go for a, a, a two-all draw between um, yeah. old Wolves and new leads. Yeah. Um, because why not? Um, well, that just about does us, Toby. That's everything yeah, on the absolutely. running order. Um, we're, we're back into the swing of things. Um, if you're listening at home, um, well, or wherever you're listening, you might be on the train, you might be on the bus, you might be at the gym. Um Although I don't know if I'd want our dulcet tones at the gym, it wouldn't be the most inspiring. <laughs> would have been inspiring, um, would it, when you're trying to lift yeah. your PB or something, would it, Christ? I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you can do it, Kirko. Go on. <laughs> lift, lift your PB, Kirko. It's probably um, more, like, more like Liam Mullen, bless him, our, our resident yeah. Stoke fan who uh, yeah. listens to the gym, bless him. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, wherever you're listening, um, you can find us at BCR Pod on Twitter. Um, please don't be shy. Get in touch. Uh, let us know what you think. Do you agree um, with us that Wolves will finish higher and Albion will finish higher this season? Or are we just heading into this new season with hopeless optimism? Um, potentially. Potentially. Yeah. JB, anything to add before we sign off? No, mate. It's been great getting back to the swing of things. Like I said, it's felt like a long time since we've done it. Um, as, I, as I touched on earlier, w- w- the consistency for this year for us guys, I'll be... You know, we're going, we're back in the in the weekly in the weekly podcast coming out um, each week. Obviously, I'm away for for a few days now, so I'm not sure when the next one will be. Uh, it will quite... be after it will be after Wolves play their first game of the season. So yeah, Albion will have played twice, but yeah, then, then we'll played. be yeah. yeah. So expect yeah. to pod sort of the week commencing the sort of the, I think it's the seventh or eighth of August. We, we've got some ideas of guests who want to come on as well, haven't we? Um, and things like that. Yep. So, yeah, fingers crossed we've got a really big season ahead of us. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Hopefully really exciting on and off the pitch as well. Um, if you have got this far with the podcast, thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and if you have, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, um, and we'll see you very soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. Mm-hmm.